Hello, hello, hello. Dr. Happy is back with season 2 of your favorite mental health podcast and I am so thrilled to meet all our listeners again. A big warm welcoming hug to everyone tuning in. We received so much love from you guys for all 25 episodes of season 1 that we crossed 1 lakh streams. Woohoo! Just how amazing is that? So, we wanted to come back with a season that packs in more punch and with a partner on board. Yes, we have found a like-minded supporter and this season of Dr. Happy is brought to you by Juno Clinic. Juno Clinic is an online platform that helps people get online counseling for emotional and psychological problems from their team of highly qualified and experienced psychologists and psychiatrists. Counseling is provided through video, audio or chat sessions and you can book their services through www.juno.clinic. That piece of crackling news, I, Dr. Happy would like to dive in into today's theme social media or rather the healthy use of social media now whether we like it or not social media has become an integral part of our lives chances are that you found out about this second season of the podcast through one social media platform or another Didn't you? Yes, yes, I know how it works. Now here is a scenario that I'm sure is common for most of us. Every morning we wake up to dozens of good morning messages, not just from our close family members, but from people we barely know in various groups. Thereafter as the day progresses, we float in and out of our social media accounts and several minutes and even hours are spent browsing the content. a lot of which makes little or no contribution towards our happiness or progress these minutes silently add up and almost everyone ends up clocking at least 4 to 5 hours of screen time on social media on an average and here's another interesting statistic according to the latest reports there are 448 million that is 44.8 crore social media users in india as of january 2021 and it has increased by 21% between 2020 and 2021 that's phenomenal and certainly not all of it is positive everyone does it you might say so why must we concern ourselves with this phenomenon i'll tell you why take the case of aniket who has been a topper all his life Recently he joined advanced classes for his entrance exams. Now the administrators of these classes shared a lot of communication through groups. Aniket got used to constantly checking his phone for updates. Gradually, while waiting for updates, he started using various social media sites to kill time. This got to a point where even a minute without his phone became distressing for him. His parents noticed that he was more on the phone than with his books. but their observations were angrily refuted by him but deep down he knew that he was badly hooked in fact he could not even read one page of his book without checking his phone his academic performance declined steadily 
and his attention span had deteriorated so badly that he could not watch feeds on social media that were even 2 minutes long. He shifted to something else in a matter of 30 seconds. He felt inwardly scared of this situation. Now let's take Reema's case. A girl from a typical middle class family, Reema had a simple job and so did her husband. They lived in a one bedroom apartment in the distant suburbs. She was happy with her husband and her job and planned to start a family soon. During her long work commutes, Reema started checking out various social networking sites. To her horror, she realized that other people were having a great time in their lives. They were always well groomed and well dressed, traveling to fascinating new places, trying out gourmet food and living it up. She felt she was stuck in a boring job in a small apartment. She grew increasingly unhappy with her own life and started complaining constantly to her husband to move to a bigger flat, take an international vacation, eat out every weekend, and so on and so forth. Her online shopping for trendy clothes also increased. Her husband just couldn't fathom what had brought about this change in her. He was crushed when she backed out of their plan to have a baby and insisted that they both join a gym to look very fit. Reema stopped being happy. She was chronically dissatisfied and the desire to have more enveloped her to a point where her life was a never-ending comparison with what she saw online. Then let's take the case of Raksha and Srijesh, a trendy young couple with two small children. They were extremely social media savvy. Raksha spent hours keeping her home spick and span and procuring outfits exactly like the ones she had seen in the recent hit film or show. She would then dress up and post dance videos. Srijesh was no different. He constantly uploaded his pictures taken at dangerous locations and checked his likes very frequently. They often shot videos with their children even if the children were not in a mood to do so. Anyone who followed them on social media would be under the assumption that they were all very happy. So, it came as a rude shock when their 8-year-old son ran away from home. He told the policeman that his parents were least concerned about him. This was in complete contradiction to their photos and videos. Social media is indeed a great boon for all of us. It helps us connect with everyone we love. It brings us a lot of opportunities and knowledge as well. But all this is for people who use it mindfully. For many people it has become like a trap. They realize they are in its clutches but simply cannot help themselves. What is to be done? In the first case what we need to understand is that excessive use of social media compromises our ability to concentrate and pay sustained attention to activities that really matter. Most of the sites aim for instant gratification and the time for videos and reels is becoming increasingly short. Sometimes it becomes difficult to listen to even one single song. Whatever good work we do in our lives stems from our ability to pay careful attention to the task at hand. There is no job in the world that can be accomplished by being highly distracted. So, for all those people who think it is okay to browse every few minutes, you guys need to rethink your stance. Once you sit to study or work on a project, then persisting at it will pay rich rewards. 
If you're tempted to check every notification, then you could switch off your phone or keep it on airplane mode. If that does not work, then you could leave your phone in another room or lock it in your cupboard. If getting access to the phone is difficult, you would be less likely to keep checking it. And if these techniques fail in the face of your craving for the phone, you could ask a family member or a friend to help you. You could hand over your phone to them and ask them to give it to you after 20 minutes and then half an hour and then one hour, slowly increasing the duration. The second case highlights the sense of dissatisfaction that could creep into our psyche without us even realizing it. Now, being dissatisfied is not entirely a bad thing because it helps to elicit change. But being discontented just because someone else seems to be doing better than you is a never-ending trap. Really, if someone else is going trekking and you decide to go trekking too and force your loved ones to come along paying little attention to the fact that they and maybe even you are not really interested by trekking is a little foolish. Spending the Sunday morning playing cards in bed is probably a far more joyful option for you and your loved ones. But if you disregard it in favor of something that looks cooler and trendier, watch out for the path you're treading on. You're no longer you. You become someone else. And bizarrely enough, sometimes you may be trying to be someone you don't even like. This competition is unending and self-defeating. Think about who you truly are. What are the things that give you joy? Practice those things religiously and you will feel genuine happiness. When you are truly happy, the desire to show this happiness to others does not arise. The envy of the happiness of others also ceases. So, be your own person. You have just one life. It has to be your own, not anyone else's. Third case demonstrates that excessive use of social media could make us turn our backs to things that truly matter like our family and work. It is ironic that sometimes we take for granted the most crucial aspect of our lives. And it is only when these aspects are disrupted that we realize their importance. It is better to enjoy every moment of your child's birthday with your loved ones than spending all the time clicking pictures and then filtering them for social media posting, isn't it? Or spending an hour with your aging father listening to his old stories is better and more valuable any day than coercing him to dress up and posing for a cheerful looking snap on Father's Day. What is fake brings only momentary pleasure followed by nothing but frustration. What is real is heartfelt, which stays with us and enriches us till the end of our days. So invest in what's real, invest in what's true. So, in the end, the question arises, is it more important to be happy or make others see that you're happy? If being happy is more important, then invest time prudently in your own happiness and that of your people. If you feel that a public portrayal of your happiness takes precedence over the real thing, then it is time to examine your core beliefs. Perhaps you should try to understand why the opinion of others is paramount in your life. Seeking therapy to work through these beliefs could go a long way in helping you use social media in a healthy and useful manner. So until the next time, be good to yourself, take care and I'll be back real soon. Stay happy!